Welcome to the Your Pretty Pennies podcast. I'm your host, Tara Jones, a personal finance coach, lifestyle designer, and mommy. The YPP podcast is a weekly show created to inspire and assist you with becoming financially stable so you can build wealth and design your desired lifestyle. Hello, hello, I'm back. Um, You're Pretty Pennies with Tara Jones. I'm Tara Jones, financial coach and educator, financial success coach, all that good stuff. Um, Today, I wanna talk to you about overcoming your impulsive spending habit. So let me share this out really quick. But uh, I'll wait for some people to join. can share this out with my audience really quickly. If you're just joining, when you join, when you come in, post your name and um, one of your financial goals for 2018. That's what I'm gonna start doing because I'm really excited about my financial goals for 2018 and uh, achieving them. And I know you probably are too. So um, yeah, just post in the comments your financial goals. Um, for 2018 or just one whichever one all right so I just shared it to my other page all right so we're gonna talk about how to uh, overcome impulsive spending now this is one of the big topics in my uh, group so as you all know I just launched or if you do not know I just launched my first course and it's a like a self-paced course It's five modules and it's called the financial reset And in there, we talk about how to master your money. That's module number one, like mastering monthly budgeting and managing your money on a monthly basis. And then we talk about savings. We talk about debt repayment. Um, We go through credit repair, and I show you how to analyze and recreate your credit, and also how to choose your insurances, five different insurances that protects your financial plan. So literally in that, in the financial reset, hey, Carlos, in the financial reset, um, post your financial goal for 2018 you're not exempt um even though i haven't talked to you in a while you ain't exempt either um so yeah in the financial reset so when i launched it back in november i opened up the q a session portion with it and so those people just finished right and so we just had our last q a session last week and one of the biggest takeaways that they had among many, there were so many, but one of them was overcoming impulsive spending and the tools and the tricks that I gave them inside of there really helped. And so I'm going to give them to you today. But um, I just want to just throw that out there that they just finished and I've gotten so many more new testimonials and they are really using their financial plan to actually win with money in 2018 finally to start crushing their financial goals, um, something that they haven't been doing in the past. So if that sounds like something that you're interested in, definitely I put the link in the uh, description. It's bit.ly backslash the financial reset. And you can um, find it in the description box as well. All right. So the five actions that I have that you need to take to overcome impulsive spending. Number one, you need to unsubscribe from the retailer's email list. So if you have an email account right now that you use as your main email account and you have Macy's and Starbucks and 
Ulta and Sephora and Nordstrom's Rack and all these different places all in your inbox, Amazon, Walmart, um, Target, all these different people and you getting emails multiple times a day, you are in their sales funnel and you may think that, oh, I can just click out of this email. I don't use these codes that they give me or it's a good sale. I have to like Macy's have a good sale on their handbags. I have to get this 30% off. Like you are in their sales funnel and they are tricking you and brainwashing you into buying when you don't need to be buying right now. They are they are tricking you thinking that you're getting a sale. When you're not getting a sale, you're spending money. That's one thing people do. They say, oh, if I get this, I'll save 30%. No, you're just spending 70% of the money that you're not even supposed to be spending that you had delegated or allocated to something else, to building your business, to paying off debt, to paying off that auto loan, whatever it is. So the first thing you need to do is realize that if you are in somebody's sales funnel, if you are on somebody's email list, Macy's, uh, Target, whoever it is, like Ulta, Sephora, Whatever it is, you are being you are being brainwashed and you are being coerced into buying something. And it might not show up and manifest as in you clicking on a link inside the email. It might show up that, oh, you you driving on you driving down the street and all of a sudden you see Target and you feel this pull to go to Target. But that's because in your emails all week you've been getting emails, 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 emails multiple times a day. You bored. You see Amazon, you see Amazon emails in your email uh bucket all week. And then on Friday you bored. What's the first thing you do? Go look on Amazon and start searching for stuff. That's what they're doing. That's exactly what it's doing to you whenever you are on people's email list, on these retailers' email list. So the first thing you need to do is to go in and you need to unsubscribe. There's this one account that I have. Let me see. I think it's called unroll.me. U-N-R-O-L-L. -L. Yeah. Unroll.me. Yep, unroll.me. That's the website. And literally, you can go in there and you can put in your email address and it'll show you what all email lists and what all retailers you're subscribed to. So I did that a couple of years ago and that like blew my mind. I didn't even realize how many times I gave somebody, gave a store or gave a, a JCPenney or this or that an email list, right? As you know, I have an eight-year-old. I had so many like stores that I had was on their email list and they don't email you all the time. They usually do it around holidays, like Christmas, around your birthday. If something uh, comes up like the 4th of July when you they know you want to get an outfit and get fly, Memorial Day, they know people go to the club. They already know you. Like they know you're going to have a good time. You're going to a barbecue in the summer. Like they already know you. They know you more than you know yourself. These retailers study you. They know when to send you emails. They know when you need a new outfit for Labor Day. When you going out to your all-white party, they know. They know everything. So they'll, they'll strategically send you emails when they know you're about to shop to get you to shop there. So um, I went to unroll.me, and you could just put your email in already. Uh, you put your email in, and then already uh, you could just see what all subscriptions that you are on, and you can unroll all at once. Like So therefore, you don't have to like keep clicking each email inside of your email account. You can go to this website, and it'll do it all for you. You could just click and say, enroll me out of all of these, and they'll take you off their list. 
The second thing that you need to do is you need to check your monthly budget before you do anything. So if you are not using a monthly budget, you are behind the times, bro and sis. Like, at the end of the day, I don't know how you think you're going to manage more money as you trying to build this empire. The more money you make, the more complicated it is to manage your money. So if you can't manage one in income stream or two income streams, how do you think you're going to manage seven? Oh, I see that meme going around all the time. The average millionaire has seven streams of income. I'm trying to get eight. You can't even manage two. How are you going to manage eight? Like, the, you won't have money coming in and out. You ain't even going to feel like you have eight income streams because you don't have control over your money. So, first of all, you need to be having a monthly budget. Second of all, before you go anywhere, you need to make sure you know how much you allocated in that budget. And like I tell people all the time, if you look at a monthly budget as it's restrictive or it's draining or I don't know how to do it, you're not doing it right. Literally, all you're doing is planning out how you're going to use your money. You can plan to use 100% at the grocery store, 100% on your hair and nails. That's still a budget. Like, it ain't telling you what you can and can't do. It's just you sitting down and deciding what you're going to do with your money. So I have an example. So I have, you know, the ultimate financial planner that I created. And it's doing numbers. It always does numbers in December and January. Like, everybody is, like, really focused on their money. Uh, like, they don't get money 12 months out the year. But we ain't going to go through that. But this is doing numbers right now. So, definitely, you can go to yourprettypennies.com backslash shop if you want to grab your ultimate financial planner. But inside, for 12 whole months, you get templates to create like your financial plan in here right this is where the people in the financial reset there they house all of their information um so you get a monthly budget and it literally goes through all of your expenses whether you save in that month whether you got to pay medical bills insurance gym membership uh child care or nanny uh social events and conferences if you have to go through to any of those if you have any debts to pay off um, your household bills, your rent, your mortgage, maintenance or repairs, property taxes, giving, charity, tithing, um, and also records your income that you have coming in. This is this is level one. Again, you're trying to get to millionaire status, but you ain't even managing thousands. You ain't even managing hundreds, right? How are you going to manage millions? Make that make sense. You want to build a business, you can't even manage your own finances. You got it. You got to get it together. You got to learn how to use a zero-based budget. Definitely go to yourprettypennies.com backslash shop to get this. And so you get the instructions in the beginning on how to use your monthly budget, how to use your monthly expense tracker and everything else. Um, so step number two, whenever you're trying to overcome impulsive spending, you create your monthly budget. You allocate and say, all right, I got five grand coming in this month. This is how I'm going to spend five grand. And I, I allocate my money into all of these buckets. Once you leave the house, you need to make sure you know what you said you was going to spend on, right? It's one thing to just put it on here. You got to make this come to reality. So you can write down, oh, I, 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 I allocated just right. So I got a little bit going to debt this month. I got a little bit going into savings. Get my hair and nails done, which you see I need to get mine done. We ain't going to talk about this ponytail. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to save. I got my hair appointment on Friday so I could be popping for the weekend. We already know that sometimes our flat irons in the winter, if it's raining, if it's snowing, it just it get, it's doing too much. So my flat iron is coming from the shop right up on Friday. So I'm looking crazy until then. But um, 
you got to make this come to life. So if you're saying, okay, I'm only spending 100 at the hair salon, I'm only spending 150 at the nail salon, I'm paying 500 towards debt this month, I'm putting 500 in savings, and you know my bills, my monthly bills are here, blah blah blah. Like you got to make sure you're using your money the way you say you're gonna use your money, right? It's one thing to just write it down. You have to implement what you wrote down. So when you write down, oh, for Christmas I'm only spending. $500. Don't go to the store and spend 750. You blew your budget. Like this is no longer accurate, right? Because then something else is not going to be able to get paid or be able to get covered because you blew your budget on shopping for Christmas. So, or at the nail salon, if you say you only going to spend 150 at the nail salon for the month, but you get one pedicure every week instead of one pedicure every two weeks, something else ain't going to get paid according to your budget. So, before you go shopping, Usually that's when people have their impulsive spending habit is either at the grocery store on food or at the mall on clothes or if you want online shopping, if you're bored. I'm going to need you to find a hobby so you stop shop online shopping. Get you a life. Go, go build a business. Go research your business plan. Whenever you feel like you want to go shopping and you know you don't need nothing, go build your business plan. That should be your swap out. Go earn another income stream. Go research how to uh, put more in, into investments. Like, whatever it is that you don't know, go research something. Stop stop shopping all the time. Number three, pay with cash. So this is one thing that was huge for me and how I got over my impulsive spending habit. I stopped bringing my debit card and my credit card in the store, and I started just bringing cash. So again, at the beginning of each month, especially with the kid, I knew, like, if I had a couple of hundred dollars to spend on tearing that much for, for clothes, um, I only spent, brought $200 with me. If I only had $200 to spend, I only brought $200 with me in cash. I didn't bring my credit card and my debit card to the, to the store. I, I left it at home whenever I was going to the mall. And so, or even grocery store, because that's another place. Like, you will get there, especially if you're hungry, you will get there and start buying all types of stuff that you didn't have on your list. You, you come with a list, you shop with a list, and then you get to the store and you'll start grabbing all this other stuff. But if you feel like, well... I already got three grand in my account, so it don't matter if I go over $50 or if it don't matter, it don't matter. I still got the money, right? You see the money, so you know you got the money with you, so you don't care if you go over because you know you can cover it. But then in reality, at the end of the month, you're like, dang, I'm not hitting my savings goals like I wanted to, or I'm not hitting my debt repayment goals like I want to because I'm over here spending extra and it's adding up. So what you do is you just withdraw it in cash and only bring cash to the store. Only bring cash to the grocery store. Only bring cash to the uh, to the mall. Therefore, you won't even have it. You won't even have that extra money in your account to spend. That was the key for me. Um, and I didn't start. I didn't um, spend online until I had my spending under control. Because it is when you shop with your debit card, all your money right there. All you could do, even if it ain't in your checking, you could do a quick transfer from savings to checking, and then easily you can just use all the money you like. Spend all the money that you already saved that you have saved for something else. It's very easy to spend it on something else because it's accessible to you. It's right there, so you don't feel no, you know, no hurt in that moment. You don't feel the hurt of you overspending in that moment and so that's why you do it number four um give yourself the time to decide on large purchases so that was one thing that i didn't even realize that i needed to do that i didn't realize i had impulsive tendencies <laughs> and i'm gonna tell you when it got real for me and this was hilarious it was terrible but it was hilarious so when was this was it three years ago three summers ago 
because it wasn't this past summer it wasn't the summer before that so it must have been three so like summer of 2014 maybe <laughs> i um was so irritated so i live in an apartment right in a nice side of town but this side of town is known for either really really old homes because it's an older part of town but it's a really like prestigious part of town it's expensive to live in this area and it has like a great 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 school system public school system right so i wanted to stay on this side of town and so uh back when i was like getting my finances under control back in what 2013 and 14 i think i was finally almost debt free at that point but i was really like doing it i was crushing it I had my little side hustle going like I was doing good back in 2014 still am but at that point it was really like shifting for me and uh, it was a year before I started my business and I seen I was living with my mom like I if you know my story I had to move back in with my mom uh, just to you know get back on on track because it was crazy after I had my daughter back in 2009 so I was, I was deciding ready to move out and I knew which area I wanted to live in but I knew I wasn't ready to buy a home like I didn't want to buy a home yet so I was debt free until I started building my business then I was gonna buy a home so I'm like now in that point like again if you follow me for any length of time you know my financial goal for 2018 is to save for a down payment for a new home so anyway long story short my apartment is like a house apartment uh where it's two homes in one it's like a duplex there we go duplex uh but it's in an old building so it's like an old home like a lot of these homes around here they cost a lot but they old, right and so i was so irritated that i was paying how much i pay in rent but my house is not updated my apartment is updated right and so and it, in reality, like if anybody's been to my apartment, my apartment is gorgeous. It's, a, it's enough space for me and my daughter. Like, you know, you could tell like the walls and like have character like this is shiplap. And I just realized that this is like super popular to have like an old style home. Like people like that old, whatever you call it, old home, Victorian style home. I didn't realize it. So now I know how to, I'm like about to um, decorate my walls in a certain type of way that I've been seeing on YouTube that I really like. This is like my back office and I recently just got this painted. Um, and so I still have to decorate. That's why I look so bare in the background because I still have to decorate. But um, I was so in this funk, right, back in 2014 because I was here for a while at that point. Oh no, 2015 this happened. Yeah, it was 2015. It had to be. So long story short, I'm like online and then I'm in my apartment. I'm online. I'm like, I need to find somewhere to stay because I just hate how old this is. I want like this aesthetic in my home and I'm not ready to buy a home. So I'm just going to get this apartment. I'm just going to the first apartment that I see that I like is still in this neighborhood. I'm going to get it. Man, when I tell y'all I had went. <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed to talk about this. So basically I seen it. And I was like, I'm about to go and, and look at this apartment. And it was another apartment, a house apartment. And I went and it was like half the size of my apartment now. But it was updated. Like it wasn't an old place. Like it was a new, it was a newly remodeled home. But it was like half the size of my apartment. And I, the same day I seen it, a week later, I ended up moving in, giving a woman the deposit, wanted to move in real quick. Uh, super impulsive. Didn't have, I didn't consult no wise counsel. Didn't have anybody else look at it before I put any money down. Anything, right? And so <laughs> I had called up my ex-boyfriend and was like, hey, can you uh, help me move in this apartment? And so my ex-boyfriend and my sister's uh, boyfriend at the time, 
move me in, right? And they moving my stuff in and they like, wait a minute, this is like half the size of your apartment that you moving out of. And you pay more over there than you do here. Like, so they got all my stuff in and I was just sitting there. I was like, this apartment's too small. We got to move back out. I mean, I broke my lease and everything. When I tell y'all I was so impulsive in one week flat, didn't tell nobody I was moving. And I had a boyfriend at the time and we didn't live together, but still like somebody who, who could have been on the outside looking in could have told me something than what I was going through being impulsive. One week's time, gave this woman a down payment for the home, the apartment that I wanted to move into. It was half the size. None of my furniture fit. Taryn's room was super small. My room was big. The, the kitchen was small. And it was just like, it was just a, such a dumb move. Like, it was so stupid. I got all my furniture and stuff up in there. That stuff didn't even fit. Like, half our stuff didn't even fit. It was just, it was just a poor thing choice poor judgment but because i was impulsive and i was like in my feelings about my apartment and all this other stuff like i just was dissatisfied with some other things in life like it just caused me to make this like dumb mistake like and be super impulsive and that's when i realized like man when i'm in my feelings like i make the worst choices and i didn't realize that about myself like and literally my <laughs> when i tell y'all in 24 hours I broke a lease, moved out all my stuff, like U-Haul, rental, everything, moved all the stuff down the street to this apartment and then this house apartment and then moved all the way back in 24 hours. Like my, my ex-boyfriend was so mad at me. Like he was like, I'm never, ever doing this again. Like you, you can never make your own decisions again when you are impulsive, an impulsive mindset like that. I didn't even realize I do that. I just say that to say. Number four tip, take some time before you, ma you make large purchases or <laughs> do you remember that, uh, um, that story, Carlos, like terrible, take time and think about stuff before you do it, before you get a car. Oh, don't even get me started about bad choices and getting auto loans. I won't even get started. That's another topic for another day. But just take a moment and think of things through. Even when you're making large purchases, furniture purchases, if you move into a new city, if you're being impulsive about Christmas and Christmas shopping, take some time and just think about it. Buying a new car, buying, you know, uh, trying to get an auto loan versus saving up and paying in cash. Um, what's some other things people are really impulsive about? Spending their, their savings, right? I know people who will deplete their savings at the sight of a, a new handbag. Like literally cannot, cannot handle another $500 financial emergency for the next six months just for a handbag because they have to have it so badly. Like take a moment, make sure you're not in your feelings, make sure you're not stress shopping, you're not emotional shopping. Do not go shopping right after work when you're stressed out. Shopping should not be a stress reliever. Making life decisions should not come in the midst of a financially strapped time in your life, a stressful time in your life. If you just, one thing that people keep saying, oh, when are you going to buy a home? When are you going to buy a home? Because they think I'm just loaded with cash, right? Because I'm an entrepreneur. Couldn't be further from the truth. But all my money goes back into my business right now, you know, and then saving for a down payment for a home. But everybody is riding me. When are you going to buy a home? When are you going to buy a home? 
first of all, building a business is no easy feat. Like that is expensive. Like people don't realize that building a business is an investment just like buying a home is. And I don't know about y'all, but trying to put money into seven different places that requires a lot of money that's not very good that's not very wise you 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 pull yourself thin so the thing is is like i'm building my business and i'm in investment mode for my business right now and then i will focus on the home but it's not very wise to do the do both just like with paying off debt and building a business a lot of people are like well which one should i do if you have the income, you probably could do both and just ride it out. But if you really want to get that debt from over your head and not incur all this interest for because you're prolonging it over years and years, you may want to just focus on paying off debt because building a business takes just as much time, discipline, energy, resourcefulness, all of that as building a business. Like I think people think, oh, I want to build a business. I want to I want to say I'm an entrepreneur. I want to say I'm a business owner and they think that's so cute, but they have to put their business on hold at some point because they're financially strapped. Like who you think is investing in that business? You are. But if you don't know how to manage your money and you still struggle with impulsive spending, you're going to be finding yourself that Target got your money instead of your business that you know, um, Nordstrom's have your money instead of your, you know, or Macy's have your money instead of your business having your money. So you have to get these foundations down first and really just overcome that impulsive spending and make sure whenever you are going to shop or whenever you are making a major life decision, do not do what I do and be in your feelings and try to try to handle business. That's not, that's not wise at all. Number five, the fifth one identify and eliminate spending triggers and this go hand in hand with shopping and knowing knowing yourself so for me i noticed that back when i was working in corporate america that i always went to target after work and then on weekends i always was in macy's like always i associated the weekends with shopping i associated the weekends with with macy's and i associated my weeknights with target just be in there roaming the store. Don't got nothing to get. Half the time, I don't have anything to get. But it just gave me um, a sense of comfort or it relaxed me. I had, you know, associated relaxation and fun with shopping. And that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be the case. Like, if you associate your money with spending it versus money and making it, you will always spend more than you make. And you'll always be in the hole right? So you have to identify your spending triggers, identify your spending habits, and then turn them around. So like I said before, if you realize that whenever you're bored, you start to like, you know, uh, look up on Amazon or see what the latest handbag is out for Louis Vuitton or, you know, see what they have in Target dollar spot. I don't know what your thing is. You should really associate boredom with something else. For me, whenever I'm bored, and Carlos and Daryl and some other people can probably attest. I'm a researcher by heart. So I'll be on there researching the latest social media campaign, like what I can do on social media, the level of my business. I'll be researching um, what other tool that I can use, what other tool that's free. One thing that I love to do is every month, and this is a good thing if you are a business owner or an aspiring business owner, to always look for new ways to cut expenses, but still get the job done, to go further with less, go further faster type of thing. So 
every month, every year, there's always some new technology that comes out. And one month or, you know, six months ago, you might be using a platform or be using a tool that you have to pay for to get a certain thing done in your business where six months from now, somebody else can put out something and you can do the exact same thing. But instead of paying $15 a month, you don't have to pay. It's free. It's free. It's a free a service. So always looking for new things to where you can cut your expenses but can go but keep up doing the same thing in your business, that's always a good idea. So that's kind of like what I associate my downtime with. Downtime can be, you know, doing research. It could be having game night with my friends, fellowshipping with my friends. It could be hanging out at my mom's house, hanging out with my siblings, um, you know, creating experiences with my daughter. Hey, I actually have a list. Me and her both have a list of things that we can do whenever we feel like we're bored and we can't think of anything to do and nothing feels like, you know, oh, that doesn't feel appeasing to me. I don't want to go out to eat. I don't want to go to the museum. We don't want to do this. We kind of have a list of things that we always are up to doing. So kind of create a list and saying, okay, if nothing else feels good and the only thing that I can think of is scrolling Facebook or scrolling Amazon for something else that I don't need, let me create this list of things that I know I probably would want to do or that can kind of get me back motivated into doing something. So yes, that's number five. And I do have a bonus, a bonus, bonus, bonus. Number six, and this is big. If you have trouble with impulsive spending, like the nine times out of 10, it's because you don't have something that you have given your money to do. When you have resolved in your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, that you are going to pay off debt, you ain't going to want to spend money with Target. But you have to identify why you want to pay off debt. It's not just one, it's one thing to say, okay, it's 2018, I want to be debt free. Why do you want to be debt free? Because I want to start saving for my daughter and teach her that she can be debt free too. I want to make sure that I can put money into a college fund to where when she's my age and she's going into college, she graduates with no student loans. I want to make sure that I can save for a down payment for our first home. You know, nobody has been an entrepreneur in my family and I really desire to be an entrepreneur. So I need to save for seed money. But right now, all my money is going towards debt. So instead of, you know... Um, just wishing and getting all defeated. I'm just going to actively participate in me becoming debt free so I can unencumber or unhibit or release my income, right? So that no longer I'm just bogged down and every time I get money in, I got to pay Sally Mae. I got to pay the Department of Education. Instead of whatever, now once I become debt free, I have the ability to use my income to build my business to fund my daughter's college tuition in the future, to save for a down payment for a new home, like create some financial goals that are compelling to where when you are faced with, should I spend money at Macy's or should I save? Should I spend money at Macy's or should I put money on my, uh, my student loan? It's a no brainer because you know, it's not just about putting money on your student loan. It's about putting money on your student loan so you can be debt free, so you can build a legacy for your family. It's about putting money on your student loan so you know you'll get to a point where you don't have to check price tags. You can buy whatever you want. You can live on whatever side of town you want. You can afford any apartment, any home, any high rise, any condo you want. That's what you have to attach your mindset to. So whenever you are, scrolling in your emails and you see oh 30% off today only 
you're not you're not phased by that because it's like yeah i can save 30 percent and say and spend 70 percent of what i'm gonna spend or i can use that money that i can spend with macy's or target or Ulta or sephora and i can put it towards my debt and be debt free and show my daughter that there's a better way to live than live and pan and building somebody else's empire all right so that is what i have the six tips let me recap them for you let me see i have them down number one unsubscribe from retailers email lists and you can do that using unroll.me u-n-r-o-l-l.me and then action number two check your monthly budget before going shopping that's grocery store or to the mall step action number three use cash whenever you're going out to pay for something like groceries or um shopping at the mall because you tend to overspend in those areas so give yourself a limited amount of money to use Number four, um, give yourself time to decide on large purchases and major moves. Like, that. again, you don't want to be doing things in your feelings and end up in an apartment that's half the size of you moving in and out in 24 hours. Broke your lease and had to pay to get back in your lease like I did. Like, don't do it. Number five, identify and eliminate your spending triggers. And number six, create some compelling financial goals that literally want, like makes you not want to impulse spend, that makes you want to be so fired up about paying off debt or so fired up about saving or your savings goal or building your business that you don't even think about impulsive spending. You don't think about blowing your money anymore. All right. Um, just to let you know that the enrollment is still open for the financial reset. I don't know when I'm closing it again. It's still enrollment. I know a lot of people are getting in there because it is the end of the year and they're ramping up and they don't know how to create a financial plan that has them paying off debt, building a credit, uh, protecting their finances with their insurance policies, building up savings. Like I cannot wait to release these testimonials. It's crazy. I'm getting like video testimonials um, done for the people who've already taken it, it's going to be crazy. Like, they are already so fired up about 2018, already have breakthroughs, already paying off debt, already, like, just mastering their money and being money masters. So I'm just so excited for them. And there's still room. There's still space for you. Uh, you can go to bit.ly backslash the financial reset or click the link in the description to join. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.